Welcome to the Hope Talks podcast with Grayson Willis and Pastor Margaret Michael, where you'll hear inspiring stories that are filled with hope and good news in Jesus Christ. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and TuneIn. You can also listen to episodes on our church YouTube channel. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome to today's broadcast of Hope Talks. I'm Grayson Willis. And I'm Pastor Margaret Michael. Thanks for tuning in. We're so glad that you've joined us today. And on today's broadcast of Hope Talks, we're going to talk about a few different things. But uh, Pastor Margaret and I were thinking about the importance of serving others and also the importance of being present where you're at and uh, not missing any opportunities where we're at because God has us here for a purpose for such a time as this. At the time this recording will play, our church just came out of a week uh, of serving those in our community, just uh, being present uh, where God has planted us in the opportunities that he's given us in our community. Yeah, it is um, kind of an anticipation, right, of what's going to happen and uh, just the opportunity we have to serve in our community. Uh, we do something every year. It's called the best week ever. And um, so it is an opportunity just to be in the community and to serve. And we talk a lot about serving around here. And just in starting out today, Grayson, I wonder if you have a story in mind, a time that when you served, you thought you were going to help somebody else, but actually you were encouraged or that you had an experience that brought you joy maybe that you weren't expecting to have? Well, I think kind of to lead into that question, a lot of times I'm like, what can I do to help? Mm -hmm. Like, what skills do I have? But God can use a willing heart, a willing spirit. We don't have to have particular, I mean, now that's, that's helpful, obviously, but a willing heart and being willing to be present and being willing to show up. And I mean, I think there's a ton of examples, but I think, I mean, a couple years ago, I think it was probably the second year of best week ever. And I think it was during 2020. I think if I have my years correct, it, this happened one of those years, but I think that was the year some of us, and this wasn't even something that I had signed up for that year. Right. This was just kind of one of those things where they needed more people that evening to help at this particular site. And uh, we went to, and the name of it escapes me, but it's a camp for kids with handicaps and mm-hmm. Camp Light. Camp Light, that's what I'm thinking of. Camp Light. A group of us went to Camp Light to do some work around the camp. The camp was closed that week, I believe. But we went and did some work that evening, Mm -hmm. one evening. And um, there was a group, probably about six or seven of us, I'm guessing. Mm -hmm. Might have been eight, I don't know. But it was a blessing. I didn't know what I was going to be doing. I didn't... But I was just willing to go. I knew they needed extra people that evening. And just that was kind of a spur of the moment thing, which isn't typically isn't my (laughs) something that is in my personality. Right. Um, But I've learned over the years to try to become a little more flexible Mm -hmm. um, just to be used where God has us. And so that was the first 
thing that came to my mind. I'm sure there's other examples mm-hmm. of other things, you know, whether it's helping at Hope Distributed, our uh, food bank and clothes closet uh, that's uh, part of our church here at Church of the Nazarene, and just different things. I know one year, last year, we had, um, 2021, we... Uh, had a meal for first responders Mm. and that was really neat to get Mm. to really the conversation more than anything just tell them thank you and you know they were really appreciative for us even Mm. though we felt like it was just something small to have a a meal like a lunch Mm -hmm. for the first responders but just it doesn't have to be anything big but just doing simple things that are bigger to those we're doing it to that are really it might not mean so much to us, but just seeing how much it means to the people we serve and not necessarily, this is kind of outside of best week ever, but when I started helping with the teens, uh, Pastor Adrian was the youth pastor at the time. He's now our lead pastor. He asked me to volunteer with the teens and I was really wanting to serve and not really knowing what area to serve mm-hmm. in. But I thought, oh, yeah, that would be good to pour into. But I've gotten a lot out of helping with the teens Mm -hmm. just as much as hopefully they've gotten out of me um, serving them as a small group leader. Yeah, that's good. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, serving uh, Best Week Ever is great, but there's so many other places. And the one thing that has stuck out to me over the years, when we do big events like Best Week Ever or other things that we do where there's a lot of people have to come together to pull it off. In our church setting, we don't really, not everyone knows everyone here. You know, when there's um, a couple hundred people in a service and different people come to different services, we have different campuses. And so it's a little different experience than going to a church that has 50 or 60 people. And the one thing that I've heard over and over um, when people are a part of something bigger, whether it's our men do something together, women, whether it's an all-church thing, whatever the event. And I've it's been fun to watch it happen. On Sunday morning, after that event, people walk in the church and they see people that they've seen over and over again, but now they know them a little right. bit. They know their name and they know a little bit about them. And I love to watch those conversations take place. And I've heard them, many people say, it was so great to walk into church this morning and see people and know their names and have a conversation with them. So serving is, we do it for other people. Um, We don't do it for our own selves um, for any purpose other than to serve others. And then we find out, you know, God blesses us in the midst of it and builds not only relationships with one another as we work side by side, shoulder to shoulder, but there's also relationships built within our community. Right. Um, When we go back out and we run into someone that maybe we served in a nonprofit where they serve or um, when we work with the homeless and all of a sudden you run into a homeless person on the street and they recognize you, Um, that's really just, it's something you can't put a price tag on, um, the relationships that happen and are built when we say yes, um, to giving up some of our time because we're all busy, right? right? We're all busy. And I think the Lord blesses his people when they take time to see the people around them. 
um, which takes me to Jeremiah 29, right? Um, right? It's one of those scriptures. This is a story that just has intrigued me over the years. You know, the Israelites um, were in captivity. Uh, they had gotten their eyes off of God, and God sent warnings, and there came a, a time where they were taken into captivity, and God had a message for them, um, and Jeremiah gave that message to them in Babylon, and I'll just read it. Um, so I won't read the whole thing, of course, but uh, so it's Jeremiah 29, uh, and it starts in verse 4. Um, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there. Do not decrease. Also, seek the peace and the prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. Yes, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. And he tells them, while you're there, do not let prophets and diviners among you deceive you. Do not listen to the dreams you encourage them to have. They are prophesying lies to you and in my name, I have not sent them, declares the Lord. And then he tells them, hey, when 72 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place. And then he says that scripture that everybody knows, Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And then he talks to them about when they come and they call on him and come and pray. He'll listen, and he says, You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and bring you back from captivity. Which I, It's hard to read a little bit of that and not read all of that. And I guess no matter where we find ourselves, um, we can trust God um, is sovereign. But I love that he talks about seek the peace and the prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. Um, one translation says, pray for the welfare of your city, because your welfare depends on it. That's powerful. And, you know, when we talk about serving, no matter what our circumstance, if we're having wealth or in plenty, or we feel like we've been exiled, right. you know, God calls us to have a servant's heart. Right. And... To look out for, I, I I hear that scripture and I think, well, that speaks to me about being about the prosperity of our community, you know, because our prosperity are, depends on how we engage the community around us. Yeah, and another key part of that verse that you read that stuck out to me was, he carried them into exile there. They weren't there by accident. That was part of his plan. And so wherever we're at today is part of his plan. We're here on purpose for a purpose yeah. is what I read in a recent um, devotional about the plans he has for us is we were created on purpose for a purpose. That's right. And there is a place for everyone to serve inside and outside the church. Um, Ephesians 4 talks about the body of Christ being gifted 
um, to all be a part, to everyone to have a part, a role in the body of Christ. But it just serving doesn't end here. It starts, maybe we learn some things within church, but it we are called to serve in the community in which we're placed. And, you know, so they were there 70 years, and I just think that's so interesting because more than likely every person that was exiled there as an adult did not go back to Israel. Like that was part of, uh, we see that often throughout the Old Testament that there were people that wandered in the desert for 40 years that, you know, didn't end up in the promised land. Um, There's just, there's so much that we can glean from reading and seeing like from our vantage point we can look back and see the patterns and see what happens when we serve the lord with gladness and when we don't you know um and we can learn from that and i just feel like we can learn from what we witness um as god spoke throughout scripture well pastor margaret you're talking about how care about the welfare of your city because your welfare depends on it Mm. well we don't serve others because we're looking for anything in return that's just an added blessing oftentimes when we set out to serve somebody or do something for somebody else a lot of times we're blessed also we find a blessing in serving or fulfillment or you know whatever in knowing that we did the right thing that we you know, help somebody. It's not for our own gain, but often that's an extra thing that God adds and gives us. Well, when we look at Jesus, he was a servant. He came to seek and save the lost, right? But he also, he came as a servant. He gave us great examples as we look through scripture. You know, he's going to have the you know the worst day of his life right. and he takes a towel in a basin and washes the very feet of those that would betray him right. and sometimes in our culture today especially we tend to sometimes have an attitude right and we don't understand why people think the way they think and why they would do the things that they do but how can they think like Christ if they don't know Christ? There can be a lot of division where Jesus showed us a very different way, and that was to be the love and the mercy and the grace of God. I was thinking of two scriptures as you were talking. It's like, how will they know unless we tell them? How will the world know unless believers tell them and not just telling them but how will they know that we are christians by our love by our love there has to be something different Mm -hmm. about us and also just you were talking about washing the feet that Mm. was like if you study the culture and everything that was like the lowest thing and jesus took the lowest position and so that was the example that he set for us Mm -hmm. Just as um, the water that filled that basin that night, it takes the lowest form, living, and he was the living water. Right. He took that lowest form, and when he could have had an attitude, 
like he knew he even told peter what he was going to do he said you're going to deny me and peter's like oh no i'll never do that and we know what happened he had the person that would sell him out literally sold him out and he washed his feet he broke bread with him and i think that i have to look at that and go what does that look like in my life what am i doing like you know, we haven't arrived as right. believers. We'll never arrive and be like Christ until we um, are in glory. And so we are all a work in progress. But I think when I think about what Jesus did to take on that lowest form of a servant, I'm challenged to look at my life and say, is that true of me? Like, do I serve out of absolutely taking that form of a servant um do i have any agendas when i serve you know like we're so human and it's good for me to reflect on that and ponder and consider why do i serve and what are the expectations that i have when i serve someone do i have expectations Um, because sometimes we can really if we do have expectations when we serve others and I can think of times in my life when I did, right? And, man, we put expectations um, on others that they have no idea that we've put on them, which sets us all up for failure. Um, so to serve like Jesus did in in the scripture we were just talking about in the night that he was betrayed, um, that challenges me. This is easier said than done. Only through his strength can we have the mind of Christ, have the attitude of Christ, and the eyes of Christ, so to speak, to see others Mm, the way he sees them. Yeah, and so often we want other people to see things like we see it without them having Christ. And how will they ever know? How will, you know, if we don't show them meeting physical needs before We can have a conversation beginning to grow. Uh, There's a book out about showing up, right? Right, (laughs) And this idea of being present with people. Because I remember reading in Colossians where it talks about when the Holy Spirit lives in us, we have resurrection. Right. The same power that rose him from the dead. Yeah, that raised Christ from the dead is available to us. And... The Greek, the root for that is dunamē, which is the root word for dynamite. Like that type of power um, is available to us. Um, I know there are times that I have went and served in my own strength, and I've gotten frustrated. It's a whole different ballgame when you go in the power of the Holy Spirit, where he's given you the strength and giving you the words and you're doing it out of that servant attitude. And, you know, I can remember back times where I didn't do that. And quite possibly I was frustrated, but that's a part of having expectations. Jesus didn't have expectations. He already knew what was going to happen, and he washed those feet anyway, those dusty, dirty feet. And he broke bread and shared the cup with them knowing what was going to happen that's the model of servanthood 
And we don't know what's going to happen next, but we still need to listen to his prompting or his day by day just kind of say, Lord, what do you have for me today? Or help me not to miss those that I come in contact with. Like Divine appointment. Yeah. And serving, like I, when you were just beginning to, to share that piece about people we come in contact with, like this is a, a servant's heart. It's not just when I go out to serve on a team. It is having the mind and the eyes of Christ just running into somebody somewhere. You know, part of that for me, too, that idea of just having a divine appointment. You know, you're trying to get somewhere, and you've. this has happened to me. A lot of times, I'm sure it's happened to you, too. You're trying to get somewhere, and you are you feel like you're running behind. You should have already been there. And then you have this interaction with someone maybe in the grocery store that had you not been delayed, you would have never met up with that person. And you know that without a shadow of doubt when that conversation you've had with that person is over, that God set up that timing. And we can get so frustrated even when things don't work out. Um, Speaking from my own (laughs) experience. And God is sovereign. He knows the timing. He is aware, and trusting that has helped me even with some anxiety of not, you know, like when things aren't working out the way I want them to, well, maybe it's not my plan that's really important. Um, God's plan, uh, if I can just exhale and let let that go, and because we can't change it, right? But... Um, God can use us in mighty ways if we'll just realize that we're here as believers to serve him. And when our timing doesn't always work out, his timing is better. Uh, And we might not find out till heaven what a particular thing we did. We might not have even thought about it. Maybe never knew it. The impact that it has on somebody and... You know, actually, as I say that, I think about, I've prayed this before to the Lord, like, Lord, you know, I pray that I won't know till heaven, maybe even things like this radio program will have to those, or even those that listen on, later on the internet, that, you know, there'll be stories like that when we get to heaven that, you know, just things that God will reveal to us one day that we had no idea, but it's just important to be faithful, and to be obedient, and to be present. Yeah, and so often when we think about, you know, we started out talking about, you know, you're where you're planted, right? Right. And there are three areas that we talk about here at the church and have when we're present. Um, Sometimes we get stuck thinking about wishing we wouldn't have done something a certain way. Or thinking about something in our future and we miss the present moments. So what does that look like when we're talking about serving? So we're either, I think for the most of us, we not everyone's fortunate enough to have a family unit that they are close to, uh, but people usually find people that become their family. So they might not be blood kin, but we all have our people. And so you have our mission field 
in this world. We are on a mission field. We don't have to leave and go to another country to be on a mission field. But our first mission field is our home. There's another, this might sound a little crazy, but uh, there's another place that's a mission field that sometimes people get overlooked, and that's the church, right? right? People come in lonely, and I will stand at that front door on Sunday and try to smile at every person because I at least want someone, because right. not everyone knows everyone here. I want right. someone to have looked into everyone's eyes and smiled, told them to have a good week. Um, so you have your home, you have your church, and you have your community. These are the places where we are present most often. And God calls us to that mission field of our home. Over the years, we've had a few people live with us. And we were in a series, we were talking about being present. And at that time, we had a young lady living with us. And we were talking about how it's important to be present at home, be present, you know, with our the body of Christ and to be present in our community. And I just remember one day, um, she was in the room, and all of a sudden I needed to say something. And because she was in the room, I was going to say it different, right, yeah. than I would have had she not right. been there to my family. And it was such a, Lord, I am so sorry that I would talk differently to those that are closest to me than I would if someone else wasn't in the room that I should be nicer around. Right. Like, Lord, forgive me for that. Right. Like, I'll just be that transparent with you today. Right. So. That is our mission field. That is the first place. And learning how to engage and do I do it right? No, just ask Steve, and he'll tell you. <laughs> um, we're all human, but it's something to strive for. Um, because serving isn't just when we're out in the community or on a team, but it is uh, serving those that God has given us um, as family serving those within our church and in the local body of Christ, finding our place. Like we have to find how do we fit into these places to serve? What does it look like to serve my family, to serve the body of Christ, and to serve my community? And, you know, that's what really um, God had things to say about that, even in Jeremiah 29. Um, So it's a good reminder to me today of things that he's taught me over the years about being a servant. And Pastor Margaret, as you were talking, what you said one time uh, was the topic of a men's retreat, and um, the words they used in that particular men's retreat to describe what you were talking about was not to be paralyzed by the past, Mm -hmm. maybe mistakes that we've made in the past, regrets we have in the past, and not to have fear of the future but to make sure that we're present in the present mm-hmm. and making sure that we're not missing this time that God's given us right now. Trust him for the future and trust him with our past. You mm. know, we can't go back and change what's already happened, but we just got to give that to God. And also the future, we got to give that to him because there's nothing, you know, we can do about that right now exactly. I mean, we can we can worry about look, it. <laughs> Yeah, we can worry about it. We can have fear about it. And I'm sure there's some small things we can do. We can have not, vision. Yeah, but... we can have vision and we can have desires. But as far as like actually doing anything in the future, we can only do in the present time. Yeah. He says, don't worry about tomorrow. Right. Today has enough worries. That's exactly right. Um, when you were talking about the present, 
the future and the past, I was thinking about Psalm 139.5, and one translation says, the Lord goes before us every step of the way, and he protects us from the harm of our past, and he imparts blessing on us. And that is beautiful, because does he impart, like, yes, he goes into the future, he's got our past. I love the translation that says he hymns us in. That's just a beautiful picture of thinking about we're hemmed in by God. And that idea of, so you have your future, and he's taken, you know, he goes before us every step of the way into our future. He uh, protects us from the harm of our past, and he imparts blessing on us. And that's the present, right? Right. Uh, He's not imparting blessing on us tomorrow. Right. That's something that we can sit in today. Yeah, he'll give us what we need he desires for us to be engaged in the present. He desires for us to love him and to love others with all we have, right. with our heart, mind, soul, and strength. And doesn't matter if we feel like we're in captivity, he calls his believers to the same standards, right. whether they're walking in freedom or captivity. Right. Well, Pastor Margaret, this has been a great discussion today, and uh, a few weeks from now, we hope to have some firsthand accounts from our best week ever, Um, just some talking to people about, you know, ways they served and how they were blessed, not only how others were blessed that were served, but also those that served, how they got blessing Mm -hmm. from it, so... Thanks uh, for tuning in today uh, to Hope Talks, and we pray that as you've heard Pastor Margaret and I talk today, that today's broadcast truly has been a half hour of hope for your life. May God bless. Hope Talks is sponsored by Church of the Nazarene Harrisonburg in partnership with Sunshine Ministries. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Hope Talks. If you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe for all the updates and latest episodes. Also, if you're in the Harrisonburg or Rockingham County area, we invite you to listen on the radio each Sunday at noon on 1470 AM or 102.1 FM WBTX.